Welcome to We Have Fun. We back. Welcome to We Have Fun. We back. Welcome to We Have Fun. Welcome to We Have Fun. 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 That he says. Is that what you say? Welcome back. Riders. Well, this is, uh... You know, this is the pod. This is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. Ugh, Aquarius. This is a Taurus podcast. Yeah, he's drinking from a bowl can. And we were both born in Taurus. The bowl. Time. TT. Don't, don't. I wish that upon you. Don't. That's really rude. Why would you do that? That's... No, Taurus time. <sighs> right? I thought we agreed on that. Disgusting. <laughs> Maybe you could have like one superpower, but that superpower was just inflicting TT upon unsuspecting people. Um, buddy. I would take full advantage of that. That's like almost a fate worse than death, though. But like you could also like undo it. So you could just, like, make people suffer for, like, a second or five or probably an hour because it's you. And then you'd be like, all right, I left it. I mean, I already exist and talk to people, so... That's true. I make people suffer quite a bit. You are metaphorical, TT. <laughs> That's how, that, that was my Tinder profile for a while. It was right. just, like, the walking embodiment of testicular torsion. Oh, man. Ladies, you don't know what that is, but... You will. <laughs> Back in my cross country days, that was a real risk. Oh, sure. And I'm sure it was in yeah. your soccer days too. Yeah. But so we would get like the talk, being like, "Hey, like, be careful, like, what you wear when running." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And all the guys pretty much like came to an agreement that if anything happened, we would throw all shame aside, drop down, rip the person's sack open, and <laughs> just do it manually. <laughs> We are saving you one way or another. Listen, the very real threat of TT is what got me. It's basically canceled boxers. Oh, yeah. And what introduced me to compression shorts. Mm. That's that's it. If I, if I never wear boxers again, I'll be... Too, it's too soon. Yeah. It's too happy. soon. Yeah, I, you never I mean, know when you're going to need to randomly run. I've been... Yeah, really. I've been team boxer briefs since 2000 and... What? Eight? Yeah, probably. Something like that. Ugh. Yeah. And, like, I can't tell if I'm better or worse for that information. Because I guess statistically, it's also, it's still super improbable. Right. But, like, it's still, like, 99% of the reason I don't sleep naked in the summer. I know there's a whole bunch of people that are like, yeah, I sleep naked in the summer. Like, yeah. I do out of necessity. In the words of Cosmo Kramer, my boys need a house. Yeah, they do. But when that house has no air conditioning. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny because that works twofold. Mm-hmm. Aren't you clever? Don't you think you're clever? You're so clever. I'm a wordsmith. Uh-huh. Uh, you're something smith. What kind? You're a metal worker. No! You're a blacksmith, Harry. Well, it's a needed profession now more than ever. Is it? Yeah. Blacksmithing. Yeah. 
uh, where you need your horseshoes from, Kevin, so you can play fun summer yard games. Mm. You didn't think of that, did you? You know what? You're right. I didn't you think, didn't of, think that. of that. Smarty pants. Maybe <laughs> it's for the for the lawn games. <laughs> I do think it's funny how uh, everybody that's not from Pittsburgh is just a Jewish Brooklyn mom. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Mm. End of thought. End of that discussion. Glad we could clear that up. Yeah. Um, that was our cold open. Do you... Alright, here's a question for you. Okay. Actually, so what I have written down is, do you like it... Oh boy, where's this going? <laughs> do you like it when features are announced on a track? Or do you prefer to have them just sneak in there? Ah, interesting. Yeah. Um, so I think when it's songs on an album, I prefer that they're just snuck in there Mm -hmm. because if I'm looking at a track listing and I see like features of like, Oh, like I can't wait to hear what that one sounds like. But when it's not listed and I'm just go start to Mm -hmm. finish with the album, I think I appreciate it more. Mm -hmm. But if it's just like dropping a song out of nowhere, like half the reason, well, Maybe not half, but a large part of the reason why I loved Kanye's Good Friday series was because he'd put the song title up there, and then it would just put all the names of the people on it, and they were like big names too. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, like the presentation of this is very grandiose. So I expect the song to be just as sure. And I think that in that aspect, it increased my enjoyment of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I gave answers. Yeah, cool. All right, next question. What's your stance on it? No, um, I I think, I don't know, because I'm kind of both ways. I, I, I kind of like seeing, like like you said, like on a track listing, mm-hmm. seeing like, oh, well, I mean, I'm not going to skip anything, but I'm really excited to get to like track four or five, you know, whatever. Right. But as like the grand uh, example, mm-hmm. I like... Like how Zach De La Roca... I knew this was going to be it for you. This isn't what made me think of the question in the first place, but just as you were answering your question, this made me think of it. It's the little things that he does, especially on, like, Kill Your Masters, Mm -hmm. on uh, RTJ3, at the end of RTJ3, where it, like, it'll be, like, a little, uh, Mm -hmm. come on. And I'm like, that sounded a lot like Zach De La Roca. And then he gets his whole, like, own verse. And I like that a lot. I um, but like sometimes listening to songs, like on the radio or if on like a playlist or something in a store, and it's like hearing a song that's like okay, I mean it's not so bad, but then like something super like left field comes up as a featured artist, right? Um, like we were talking a little bit about English rap before we started recording, mm-hmm. and I was talking about how Stormzy has uh, a track with Ed Sheeran on it, yeah. And without knowing a whole lot about Stormzy before I heard this song the first time, I was like, I mean, this is an all right song. Like, I'm, I'm okay with it. And then there's like a small break. It's mm-hmm. like a one second break. And then there's nothing but Ed Sheeran's voice for like two seconds before the beat comes back on. Mm-hmm. And there's just something really nice about that. Because mm-hmm. Stormzy's very much like the, the prototypical English rapper where it's like low voice, like not not mumbly but like kind of mumbly 
But mumbly in a British way. Yeah, it's like a very British mumble. Yeah. And that's, you know, how the West was won. That's how the entire world was won, actually. They conquered everything with that low British mumble. That's very true. And Such a tiny island to conquer most of right? the civilized world. Right? The, um, I was reading something. Somebody had a joke. I don't know if it was on Twitter or Instagram or something, but they were like... Uh, some of the earliest like complete skeletons in the UK were found to actually belong to black people from like the 13th and 14th century. Mm-hmm. And they said, black people, mm-hmm. we're all white now. That's how long the weather in England has been shit. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but back to the point. Uh, it's just, it's, I like it. I guess the next question would, would be to follow up. Like, do you like those situations where... Um, there will be like a pretty authentic rapper, like so not somebody who does their own hooks. It's just some dude who just spits. Yeah. Um. And then they'll have like a featured artist, like an Ed Sheeran, or I guess anymore it seems to be literally any rapper in Halsey to do yeah. the hook. So, um. So it's interesting because with that exact comparison, like with Ed Sheeran. Mm-hmm. There's a Lupe Fiasco song mm-hmm. called Old School Love. Mm-hmm. And it is a banger, but it's like so not Lupe Fiasco's wheelhouse, especially yeah. these days where he's kind of gone more underground because mm-hmm. um, he's kind of like pressured into mainstream when he first started. But, you know, because that came so late in his career, it's just like weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess it would kind of be like, Eminem, he's got Skylar Gray. Yeah, um, he's got Ed Sheeran on a few too, or the guy from Fun. Oh yeah, Nate Roos. Yeah, where it's like, I oh, this like guy who's like such a like hardcore aggressive rapper, and then yeah. the guy from Fun is on one of his songs. Yeah, I mean, there's a so Ed Sheeran's last. I've been like on a real big Ed Sheeran kick, just out of nowhere. You a Sheerio? Completely unprompted. You a Connor Sheerio? I I don't know about all that, but um, complete. One of my friends is like super. She's super super into Ed Sheeran. I, I don't know mm-hmm. if that had anything to do with it, but like he on his last album, which is mostly all features. Mm-hmm. I mean the the thing is, I think the whole album is called Number Six Collaborations. Yeah. So like the whole thing. Did you listen to it? Uh, that's one with the Stormzy song on it. No, I'm pretty sure it is. the The one with Stormzy is is if that's a Stormzy track. I disagree. Okay. This is how I went. Okay. Well, let's do this. And she? Nope, not I'd. And stop changing Ed to I. Oh, we're talking about different songs, bruh. Are we? Yeah. You're oh. talking about taking me back to London. Yeah. I'm talking about Own It. Oh. Oh, I can't wait to show you this song after we're done. Are you familiar with Take Me Back to London? I am, yeah. Because that's a banger. Uh-huh. And match. Most of, most of these songs are bangers. Like, Beautiful People, banger. South of the Border, not a big Cardi B fan, but kind of a banger. You got Eminem and 50 Cent back together. Well, that's what I was going to talk about, was Remember the Name, mm-hmm. where he's got Eminem and 50 Cent back together. Um, and then we'll just have to, since we're talking about rap, I won't bring up Blow at the end, but Blow is probably my favorite song of the past few years. Chris Stapleton and Bruno Mars. Oh, and it's like very, very good. 
Yeah. It's like a it's like a power rock ballad. Oh wow. <laughs> it's so good. Like all three of them are playing guitar. Interesting. Very, very, very good song. But I kinda like that mixed match of like hot and cold. Yeah. Of like And I think it really only works with rappers that are what you would probably consider hardcore. Mm-hmm. Because if it's like with somebody that's already a little sing songy, like it just it's like okay, well you kind of expect that. Yeah. Um, I mean but, that's, I mean I think it's just makes when it's done well, the music's very dynamic mm-hmm. and it's like engaging and just keeps you into it. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say that about Ed Sheeran too. Like a last point on him is that like you already use the word and I hate to use it again, but he is so dynamic in like what he does. Mm-hmm. Where like. He's got a decent flow when he raps. Mm. What was his big, his first, one of his first big popular songs was what, Sing? I'm not a big Shirio, so I cannot tell you. Um, well, one of his first big songs was, was Sing. Okay. And I trust you. most of that is him just like rapping. It's like a three minute song and he does like a sing songy kind of rap, but mm. it's, you know, he's obviously not hitting it like. It's like the, uh, was it the Carpenters? The Christmas rapping song. Oh, yeah. Bah humbug. Well, that's who's wrong. But it is my favorite holiday. <laughs> it's like that kind of rap. <laughs> no, it's... it's. I mean, it's... Credit where it's due. It's better than that. But yeah, That's a Christmas jam. Is it? It is. Because da, 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 it's more da, da, exciting. Da, 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 yeah. But I think I was... Anyways. Anyways, yeah. Um, but, like, that dynamic side of it... That's, like, a huge reason why I'm such a big Gorillaz fan. Okay. Because it's such a like a mashing of these different genres into like one newer sound. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the thing about the gorillas, man. I have tried on more occasions than I can count to like really sit down with the B sides mm-hmm. and try to like get in. I just I can't do it. What you need to listen to is the G sides. Oh, okay. That's their album of B-sides. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but no, like I told you, uh, two of the names I sent you of British Yeah, rappers, yeah. Um, they're like one of the first songs on Plastic Beach, mm-hmm. White Flag. And it's just them like just going back and forth about like this utopian paradise of an island and like what constitutes it. Oh. And it's very, and they're both fantastic. Interesting. Um, the first voice you hear on that album is Snoop Dogg, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but whenever I think of Ed Sheeran anymore, all I can think of is his like weird floating head thing in Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, where he just looks so out of place. Yeah, that was probably ill advised. But again, I think we've we've definitely talked about that before, but and yeah. I, I maintain the same stance as like. No, absolutely not. He should not have been in Game of Thrones. He should have never been approached to be in Game of Thrones. It but it's not so shamelessly. Like, make him just be, like, in or like someone a white, incognito. Or, like, a walker or something. I don't know. Yeah. But, like, if somebody approaches you and says, Hey, we want to we give you your own scene in Game of Thrones. What are you going to say? No. <laughs> but he doesn't even say anything. He just sits there, like, with a weird smug look on his face. Like, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I wish, he looks very Muppety in it. I wish Kermit was in Game of Thrones. He looks way too Muppety. Um, but I think of like... I can't tell if the world's better or worse anymore <laughs> these days. And then it's just Kermit. Hmm. 
Same as it ever was. <laughs> um, it's got to be like seven episodes in a row. Absolutely. But like... That's our one per episode. So, the new Star Wars trilogy, they do cameos in it. And they're almost always stormtroopers that you never see the person. Mm-hmm. Like, Daniel Craig was in the first one. Yeah. Uh, William, Harry, and Tom Hardy. Sorry, Prince William and Prince Harry. And Tom Hardy. And Prince Tom Hardy. Were in the second one, but they all got cut out. I don't even know if anyone was in the third one. It seemed like everybody was in the third one at some point. Um, but it's like... It was like a blink and you miss it thing. Not I'm gonna stare at Ed Sheeran's face for three minutes. Yeah. And wonder if Arya's gonna kill him. Yeah. That was a very jarring moment. I think in the show she doesn't kill them, but I think they all do get killed in the uh the dragon attack in the sixth season. It's probable. Because I think there's, like, dialogue in it where it's, like, mentioned, like, the ginger. Like, oh, he was such a nice boy or something. No, it's, it's possible. <laughs> Anyways. Anywho. Um, but, but as you said before, we were talking about um, English rap before. Were we? Yes. And... Oh, yes, you were. Before we hit record. Mm-hmm. And I was going to bring something up, and then you said you had a question that might lead to it. And it didn't, but I'm shoehorning it in now. Okay. Um, I always find other countries' versions of rap very interesting and compelling because I think it comes from a different place, literally and metaphorically. But, like, what are you doing? I'm just looking. Stop. Stop casing my house. I'm just looking. Um, I wanted to know why that end table had a feet propellers on it. Well, how else do you expect a table to stand, Kevin? <laughs> well, I mean, like, it has a... It's like a bike. Yeah, it's so you can ride the table. <laughs> I mean, I've done that before. Duh. It didn't require that. <laughs> um, but so, like, American rap, you can, like, track where it came from mm-hmm. uh, like the you know the socio-political things it led to it you know yeah kind of like how uh, the genres it led to it and other countries rap is born from our version but you know the struggles and whatnot that lead to ours were not necessarily the same in other countries okay you know what I'm saying barely Okay. No, I know what you're saying. I'm just not paying attention to you. Wow. You are the worst co-host. <laughs> no, I'm paying attention. I'm just adding divisiveness. But yes. So you can track other people's origins, like how all um, Florida rappers are trash. Right. And Because Florida is trash. Right. And Because, as I believe, Florida does not listen to us. How are you going to have a lower listener base in Florida than in France? We global, baby. Ooh, 311. The band? Probably. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Pennsylvania, Texas, Ohio, Virginia, Massachusetts, New York. Ah, damn it, Florida. You did sneak in there. Son of a bitch. bitch. All right, I guess we're sorry to Florida. Uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Joyzy. Maryland. France, Portugal, and Germany. That's really wild. It is. Like, 
And it is not completely like, deserved. It's not an inconsequential number in France. It is three percent of our listeners are in France. Yeah, that's like multiple people, multiple times a day. Oh yeah, I don't have the stamina for that. No. We have to. We're big in France. It's a lot more Red Bull. It is. Is Red Bull French? No, decidedly not. Okay. Do they do their like flying competition in France? That's now? that was in Germany. Mm. And what is Germany if not east of France? I've heard that. Yeah, you could assert that. Yeah. Um, but what the fuck are you talking about? Oh yeah. So you're saying that are like there... English rappers are basically indistinguishable from one another? No, that's not at all what I'm saying. Hmm. I'm saying the impetus behind English rap is not the same impetus behind American rap historically. It's them appropriating our culture. Which is a bad thing? No. Oh. Wow, that's going to be divisive. I think everyone should be multicultural. Me too. I agree with you. I think the world would be a better place if that happened. Yeah. But, you know, the the crazy people online that think that anything anything uh, coming across the aisle is bad mm-hmm. is uh, really just insane. It's destroying white culture. There is no white culture. Have you seen white people? We have no culture. Uh, I mean, we managed to put orchestras together, but I'm sure we stole that idea from somebody. Yeah. Um, mm, yeah. Mm, uh. yeah, I don't know. What do you think would be your, would you say is your favorite English accent? Mm. There's a... There's an argument to be made for Cockney. Cockney is good. But a big part of me does love the the super posh, like, you know. Like the London Chelsea accent? Bourgeois. Yeah. Like upper class, stiff upper lip. Yeah. That's the easiest one to do. No. Yes. Yes. Um... The South London accent's different from Cockney, mm-hmm. right? That's yeah. a good one too. Mm-hmm. I I equate South London to like John Boyega. Oh yeah, um, yeah yeah. A lot of like very strong like down vowels. Yeah, Nick, what are you talking about? Hey, which is kind of similar to New Zealand. A little bit, yeah. Where I I describe like the New Zealand accent as kind of like. A pinched British? Maybe. It's, I, it's I, in the vowel sounds. I would put, like, if you had, like, strong British and then strong Australian, Yeah. I would move, like, a New Zealand accent closer to a strong Australian, mm-hmm. but I would say, like, a South Africa is closer mm. to England. Which is weird. Yeah. He's is in South Africa Dutch? Yeah. Strange. Yeah. Polish, um, if you will. Well, didn't nobody did the, did England get South Africa first and then traded it to the Dutch? Yeah, it probably changed hands so many times. Yeah, yeah they're really tearing themselves uh, apart. The Netherlands, the Netherlands, at one point, okay, like just owned all of Africa. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, my my favorite accents, uh, Liverpudlian, Liverpudlian, and uh, like a. Like a Scouse accent. Mm. I can't do it. It's my white whale. Because it's so, like... 
it's just this weird like gangbang of nine different accents oh. and it's like very strong irish uh-huh. but with like enough english twang on it mm. and there's a lot of like shh noises and it's it, you kind of have to like talk out the like the back of your mouth and I'm, like i'm pretty sure i've done it before and not like, realizing that there was that and it like comes out the sides of your mouth and it's uh yeah, it's fucking. It's like really entertaining to listen to people. <laughs> yeah, like there's this one kid. Ah, shit. He says something. So he's being interviewed by um, Redman TV. It's a Liverpool fan vlog, mm-hmm. and I think he's actually on the show now. But I don't know if he was at the time. And they were like doing man of the match stuff like that. And he was saying how like. One of the one of the players on Liverpool, Divock Origi, was man of the match and always he's like the best player on the team, which is like he's a bench player, so uh-huh. it's like kind of a funny assertion. And he was saying like oh, they asked him a question regarding that that take, and he was like, "I don't do ifs, ands, or maybes," and he says something ridiculous like. If your aunt had a dangle, it'd be your uncle, but he's not, so I don't, or something like that. And I'll, it's so fucking funny how he says it. But it's just like, your man. Yeah, we had a good game today, but you know. So he's like borderline Brad Pitt and Snatch. A little bit, yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like a little bit. It's like a lot Irish. Sure, ah. Because I think Liverpool, like that Mercy side of England, is is like the closest region to Ireland. Okay. So those ports were constantly trading back and forth with one another. Right. A heavy IRA presence. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> here's something that always befuddled me. Okay. British singers don't sing in a British accent. No. And I actually know why. Why is that? It's because when you're singing, it's it's a different mechanism than when you're speaking. Mm. So when you're just talking, it's innate. Mm-hmm. At this point, your ability to speak is innate. But when you're singing... You are concentrating on the vowels. And that's why. I watch a lot of singing tutorials. Not that I'm trying to learn how to sing. Mm-hmm. It's like a singing tutors react or professional okay. singers react. Kind oh, I've of seen thing. some of those videos. And people like they stop it a lot. But it's interesting to like when they're talking about like especially when they watch like metal things, because mm-hmm. that's like that's down my alley. Um, but they'll be like, oh, that's very impressive how they managed to go from like a head voice to like a fry. And it's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, but okay. <laughs> and they like try to duplicate the noise and, um, it's a good time. But that's somebody, somebody brought that up that the reason that it's so different is because like with your Adele's or whomever, right. Susan Boyles, you are concentrating on each and every syllable and so on and so forth. That's yeah. why it's so sharp. And I don't know why we okay. do that as like the like the American accent. I don't know why that's so strong. Because mm-hmm. I'm certainly not thinking about each syllable as I say it. But as you sing, I guess it's like... I think it's just the American accent is bereft of personality. Depending on where you go, sure. We, well, yeah. I mean, there's def- definitely different regional dialects. But like across the board... You know, I feel like we're very much a pronounce it how it looks type. Yeah, thing. which is nice. Well, I mean, even it's then, not like a you know, we see lieutenant, we say lieutenant, not lieutenant. Well, lieutenant's ridiculous. 
There's no F in there. Well, we'll see. Hmm. All right. Uh, well, then who's the right tenant? Oh, he probably died in battle. <laughs> the correct answer was the person who can afford the down payment. Hey, that's a little landlord humor. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for all the landlords out there. Watch all of our listeners in France are landlords. <laughs> they get us. It jumps up to like a whopping 5%. <laughs> Uh, but what do we found out that we had like an actual like French fan account that we weren't aware of? And then it's like pictures that we never posted online. <laughs> it's, uh, it's like pictures of you sleeping, <laughs> or it's like a childhood picture of you from like your mantle that was never posted online. <laughs> no, it's it's the picture on the mantle. <laughs> It's like this whole time we thought our houses were haunted, but it's just like this small French man with a pencil mustache. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's just Wario. (laughs) 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 Wario, I'm not gonna win. (laughs) Decidedly not a French accent. What can you do? Oh, man. Oh, boy. But what would you say... Don't mind Kevin. He's just new-boot goofing. I'm just new-boot goofing. What would you say is your favorite uh, American dialect? I mean, if we're going to keep talking about this. I think... I feel like I know the answer for both of us. Well, what are you going to say? It deals with old women from Brooklyn. Oh, yeah, that's true. (laughs) That is true. All right. um, That is, of course. So I'm going to call uh, Mario Lemieux rolls on that one. Okay. Because if you, you know, he's, of course, your favorite hockey player and philanthropist and, you know, player owner. Right, he's my favorite philanthropist. So, of course, that's the winner. So, all right, rank your top twenty philanthropists. Go. So, Brooklyn, Brooklyn moms is of course the goat. Mm-hmm. What's your second fave? <sighs> Brooklyn dads. <laughs> <sighs> no, I don't have that. I don't have that voice in my head. Um, hmm. It's a lovely noise. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know. There is something definitely charming about like a true like Texas drawl. Yeah. Like like like, a, like a Sam Elliott. Oh yeah. Who is actually from California? Yeah. Um. Oh, is that? Can we put like a just a separate Sam Elliott category? You sure. Sam Elliott and then Bradley Cooper trying to do a Sam Elliott impression. <laughs> um, I don't know. Because I tell I you, I hate what, to say it's not Pittsburgh. No, and you know what though? It's it's charming. It is. Uh, it anymore? When you hear something that's truly Pittsburghese, it just makes you smile. Yeah. Well, that's but, why I like. But I, when you catch yourself saying it's like, oh, Jesus. you feel a little gross. Yeah. Well, with me, like it's. 
one of those things where I don't realize it, but I guess as I speak, like I'm trying pretty hard to completely repress Mm -hmm. that accent. And I do a pretty good job until I get like stressed out. And it doesn't have to be like, like a good reason to be stressed out. Like it's come out when I was playing sports. Yeah. Where like I'm more focused on like maintaining my breath and kind of focused on the game. Because uh-huh. there's like a, when I was in college playing intramurals, you get a lot of international kids that play, especially intramural soccer. Right. And there's a couple funny moments, one in particular where we were playing a team that was predominantly Mexican. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of like doing their thing. And I'm trying to like rally my troops mm-hmm. and the ball just popped up in the air and like I can figure out the trajectory and I'm like, all right, that, go- that ball's going at. And I had at least four sets of heads turn on both sides <laughs> of teams going, what? And I got like, what, what, K, K? And I'm just like, the ball went out. He's like, that's not what you said though. <laughs> and I think that's what it is for me. It's like when it happens... It's usually like there was a glitch in the system, like yeah. a momentary glitch in the mm-hmm. system. It's a small lapse. There, it's like, like you just have like a tiny stroke. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you stroking out of there? <laughs> and it is like, it is the words like out, mm-hmm. out, like, down. Out. Yeah. Um, it right. never gets so bad that worsh comes no, into the picture. That will never happen. It's fun to say though, but it's one of those things where like. It's funny until it becomes real. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll add Warsh to the lexicon because I think it's funny, and then all of a sudden, you're going up there to, you know, Matt Warsh, and... That's how I was with Yids. I started saying it ironically, mm-hmm. and then it just became a part of my vernacular. I always... That's, like, the safety word for me, is whenever it hits Yins, I, like, immediately snap out of it, because I'm like, that just doesn't make any sense. Mm-mm. I don't know what Yins is supposed to be. I have to assume that it was a contraction. But, like, at the same time, whenever I say... Um, or I tell, like, a group of people, like, you all have a good night. Mm-hmm. You all does not sound right, and I'm not going to say y'all. Oh, I say y'all. I will not say y'all. I'm a y'all stand. I will die before I say y'all. I am a y'all stand it through and through. So it's like I come close to saying yins. Yins have a good night because it sounds better than y'all to me. Yeah, I I don't know. Yins is fine, but yins sounds forced. So I sometimes have to lean in. At least in theory, I have to lean into like the bottoms accent. Yeah. And like that real Polish Pittsburghese. Oh, uh, yeah. And it becomes Yuns. Yuns have a good time. And Yuns, it sounds like it fits better, but it also seems a little bit more forced. Right. But Yuns is one of those pronunciations where it's like the real ones know. Like if you hear Yuns, it's like, okay, well, that could just be somebody faking it. But if you catch like Yuns and it's fluent, mm-hmm. you know, that's a that's a pant progy every day of the every you know every meal of the day kind of thing right so that's well i think that's but back to your thing about how like pittsburghese regardless of where it fits into either one of our lists it does kind of make you feel like it's like a hidden not so hidden like code right um especially with i i'm sure every 
every at least major or sub semi major city in America is experiencing heightened uh, gentrification anymore. There's a lot yeah. of moving parts, a lot of moving people, um, and that's just one of those like solidarity things and that's yeah. why i i do like i mean if i think every time i've heard a pittsburgh accent like outside of pittsburgh mm-hmm. it's like oh it's a slice of home like i feel comfortable around this person yeah it's like they know yeah for sure um and that kind of happened when i was going out west where i stopped at a gas station this is how like what are the odds of this okay i <laughs> gas stopped station. i stopped at a gas station those? in uh either nevada or arizona i want to say it was nevada though but it could and, have been arizona but it could have been arizona it's the same state <laughs> and the guy at the pump next to me and it was like one of those like no gas for the next four thousand miles kind of situations right and the guy next to me... No gas till Hawaii. Right? The guy next to me had a PA plate, and he was wearing a Buckos hat. Mm, and we did like, And we did like that Spider-Man meme, where I pointed at him, and he pointed at me. And I was like, go Bucks? And he was like, yeah, buddy, go Bucks. Yeah, buddy. And I was like, fuck. And that's all that, that's all that was said. Uh-huh. It wasn't like, a, how did you get here kind of thing. Cause it's like, I drove. That's not, what, yeah. <laughs> that's not what we're about in the 412. Right. We just keep moving like I, I, I. We're going to talk about sports. We, that's exa- well, do you remember that about spec script we wrote before we were supposed to leave? And like the sign off for everybody was, let's go Pens. <laughs> I forgot about And I still think that's one of the funniest <laughs> things we've ever written. Go Pens. Go Pens. Let's go Pens. <laughs> yeah, go Pens. Oh, man. <laughs> I love oh, that man. so much. I'd love to revisit that. Yeah, we got to bring that back. Uh, now, y'all. <sighs> bring it back. Bump. Right foot, let's stomp. Bump, bump. Left foot, let's stomp. Bump, bump. Hands on your knees, hands on your knees. Bump, bump. Crisscross. Get holy, y'all. <laughs> I showed you that one, right? <laughs> I think oh, so. Oh, my God. I got stuff to show you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this, like... Uh, just like it looks like a non-denominational like church youth group type thing, okay. and they do their own cover of the cha-cha slide. I'm it's, so uncomfortable. It's just the religious version. Oh, that's get holy. Get holy, y'all. That's very funny. That's very, how do you feel about a fry voice? Uh, I think you know how I feel about it. Hi. Hi. I'm Laura. I was from a small town until I decided to move to the city and become a model. I like a I like a fry, but I gotta it's say it's so fun to do. It's yeah, like I guess it's really bad for your vocal cords. Oh, it's horrible. But like it's like you know smoking forty years, <laughs> but which really only lends itself to be a better Jewish Brooklyn accent. People who've been smoking for a long time have great voices until they don't. <laughs> really just... Until like, they got to get... Like the collapse of Babylon. <laughs> so too did their vocal structure collapse. I haven't been able to catch a Pens game reliably in like three years. Yeah. But one of like... This is so like terrible. But like one of my fondest memories, at least on Twitter, like mostly when I was in college, when we were in college... Right. 
would be like all of the, the babies. Yeah. Was it was like all of the um what's the uh the anti smoking campaign? I know what you're talking about. It's yeah. like orange. Yes. The color scheme yeah, is yeah. orange. Um but they had one It was like a generational thing, like we're gonna be the generations yeah. And they would always have like the people that got like super jacked up from whatever diseases you can get from smoking, usually a cancer or two. Mm-hmm. But there was the one woman. I've got three of them. <laughs> Collect the whole set. But there was one woman named Mary that always, like, for the worst reason, like, would always just make me laugh. Oh no! And it and it was was she right. the one that had, like the offset jaw and the thing that would like pop out when she talked? Um, she was the one who had a trach. Okay. But she would like take it out and like make herself pretty. I know exactly what you're talking about. And it's terrible and I don't think that it's supposed to be funny, but no, for some reason It's not. It's not. It's supposed to be a cautionary tale. Yeah, but having being somebody that's never smoked a day in their life, I yeah. can make fun of people like that. I've thought about it. And you know I've thought about it. You sure have, just because it would make you look cooler. Yes, it would. <laughs> and they got that right. But then I keep thinking I look at middle-aged people, and there's no such thing as a middle-aged person who looks cool smoking. Yeah, well, either way, you're still swinging and missing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the... T-sits. Have, have you tried jeweling? Do you think you'd look cool as a 30-year-old jeweling? <laughs> I, I just want the one that's like the full like box that you have to hold. <laughs> hey, bro, check out my rig. <laughs> so you're just carrying a hookah around with you? <laughs> It looks like a really shitty magician's trying to come out of your mouth. Just like... I feel like if I were to start smoking, I would definitely bring back, like, the long cigarette holders (laughs) from, like, the 20s. Uh, Like the the Audrey Hepburn stuff. Like a dame to kill. (laughs) Maltese Falcon shit. Exactly. You're like, oh, that guy's cool. Where does he keep that holder when he's not smoking? I don't know why, but like... No, I know exactly why, but my joke reminded me of a um, cyanide and happiness strip Mm. where one of the characters like has a genie lamp Mm -hmm. and then rubs it and then immediately sticks like the the nozzle end up his butt (laughs) and then the genie comes out of his mouth and just has this like Calvin gobsmacked look. There's like no, there are no words in the entire stri- uh, strip. It's just that picture. Oh man. <sighs> you never smoked? No cigarettes? Mm-mm. Not at once. Wow. I'm an athlete, Doug, and I need to keep these lungs healthy. Yeah, but like when I'm drunk and someone offers me a cigarette, I'm taking it. <laughs> mm. I've never had one. I've never actually had anybody offer me a cigarette. Wow. I've had a bunch of people. Ask if I had a lighter. Yeah. Which I, I keep for those people, but I don't smoke. I've had people ask if I could give them gum. Mm. And then when I told them I don't have any gum, they didn't believe me because they thought I was chewing gum, but there was nothing in my mouth at all. Just chewing my tongue. Yeah, I'm just an old person just chewing nothing. <laughs> it's just a reflex, really, at this point. Ate a lot of bazooka in the, in the back in the day. A lot of bubble tape. Six feet of it, in fact. Oh, man. Did you ever do that? Eat the whole bubble tape at once? Oh, the blue raz sour ones? Fuck yeah. 
the pink one I didn't really I didn't really fuck with that. No. But like the the sour ones, the green one was good and the blue one was good. Yeah. But in a world where you also have um, big league chew, mm. you know, it's kind of a. Uh, what's the point? Sometimes I miss those goodies that you could only get at the concession stands, but. Not enough to go to anything with a concession stand where I'd have to get it. Oh, well, that's probably because you'd be put on a list somewhere. Exactly. It's <laughs> just a, a single white male, <laughs> mid-20s, showing up to a Little League baseball game. Just, like, listen for a kid's name and latch on. Be like, yeah, that's, that's mine. I'm going to root for that one. <laughs> Let's go, Dylan. <laughs> Even being like, that one's mine. <laughs> unwittingly talking to that kid's parents. <laughs> been watching this kid for a long time now just being there like sitting behind the parents you're like come on dylan and just be like yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh that's terrible write that down kid's got a future (laughs) you just leave the mouth open with like a lot of internal tongue flexing Oh, that's funny. And I think the only way to do it is to, like, wear an unbuttoned Hawaiian shirt with a stained, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) white t-shirt or wife beater. Yeah, definitely got to go wife beater. Got to go, like, burger meat. Oh, if only I had some. Like a gold chain. (laughs) Yeah. And, like, definitely slides of some sort. (laughs) (laughs) The pants, we can work with the pants. Maybe, like, jorts. Yeah. Cargo jorts. I was going to say cutoff jorts. Hey, like cutoff cargo jorts. <laughs> like, but like homemade ones. Mm. Clearly like poorly cut. Yeah, like there's there's absolutely like no no thought at all to how like you can't cut straight across or it makes like a slanted pattern. It's like you are wearing them when you cut them off. <laughs> Absolutely. So you took an exact knife and encircled your thigh. <laughs> it's just like cut off jeans or cut off shorts, but like ace bandages underneath <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, the hardware place. <laughs> and uh, just like. <laughs> there's like a faint red stain on like the left leg. Just. Why is that man rooting for Dylan so much? <laughs> yeah. Kid's a good runner. <laughs> That's good sense. Noted. <laughs> he's not that fast, but uh, he gets where he's going, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, he is a fun one to watch. <laughs> Not like that, Craig. <laughs> oh, man. That's like... Craig's parents are like, dude, what the hell? What the, f- what the fuck? You don't like watching my kid? <laughs> did, you, did you ever have a situation where it was like... Where is this going? No. Well, it's kind of related. But where like, you were on a team mm-hmm. and like the coach... Was not a parent of anyone on the team. Um. Yes. How do you? How does one find themselves in that situation? Yeah. It's weird. Well, you know what though? The thing is, at the time, I actually kind of liked that 
Because, I mean, it's, like, more impartial. Yeah. Because, I've, I mean, not that I've really ever had a problem with, like, I, I don't know if it's, like, lucky because there's, like, a better chance that you don't play the same position as the coach's kid. Yeah. But, like, I've never had an issue anyway with that. So, like, it, whatever. Play your son. Even if he sucks, it doesn't matter. Right. I don't play that kid's position, so I'm not in any danger of that. But it is nice to have, like, a little bit of impartiality um, there. Well, I guess, like, the specific thing is that, like, I played initially in that situation where, like, the dad was the coach, but then, like, that kid had to play, like, a different league. Mm -hmm. So I pretty much only play travel which is like there's so many different like facets to that okay. so you've got like regular travel for like the poor kids or the kids that like don't really see, have any ambition to be professionals yeah. but then you also have like cup teams mm -hmm. which those are the ones that travel great distances mm -hmm. so instead of like me driving around like western PA mm -hmm. um, you'll have kids like going down to Maryland for tournaments mm. in like the middle of winter or like going up to Erie or New York or like West Virginia. Like they'll travel out of state pretty consistently. Okay. And for that purpose, they would, it's more expensive, but it's a better experience if that, that's about the closest we would get to academies in America. Mm. So that'll happen where the kid will be like, well, I'm good enough to play for this cup team. Cause you have to try out. And if the kid makes it, then like, you know, obviously it'd be dumb to stay. Right. And because of prior engagements, the, the his dad will stay with the team. That's happened. I guess my question is more like when you were in like youth soccer, mm -hmm. you know, like when when every oh yeah 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 like uh, in house stuff like yeah. the pennies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's real weird. Yeah. That's that's real weird because it's such a revolving door of like who's on what team. Like, you have, like, a team, but every year, it's, like, it seems like a different coach. Yeah. Like, it's, like, all different coaches. And it's, like, who even are you people? Yeah. I don't even know. Like, I just, I just never knew mm -hmm. anybody until it was, like, well after. It's, like, hey, we used to play soccer together. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, well, if I had known you like this then, it would have been right? much better. Right? Um, there was... T-ball's even worse. Oh, dude. Honestly... Times. I've played quite a few different sports um, on, like, teams that my parents, like, had to pay money for me to get on. Yeah. Like, competitive teams. And my worst experience was playing baseball. Yeah. Bar none. Yeah. It's terrible. Well, look at the people that continue on with baseball. They're just the worst. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, it's cool to like baseball and it's cool to be good. And I don't mean it's cool as in, like, you're the cool guy. Like, it's chill. Like, it's whatever if you're good yeah. at baseball. That's your vocation. Baseball's a cool sport. Yeah, I don't know about that, Chief. But, like... Obviously, he's never played tennis. I think I was in, like, fourth grade when I played Little League. Mm -hmm. Which is certainly not far enough along in the timeline to, like, be good at Probably. baseball for anybody. But at the same time, like, I was treated as this social pariah because, like... My batting average was garbage because it was literally the first time I'd ever played baseball in my entire life. Yeah. But that team, I guess, had been together since, like, um, what comes first? Is it T-ball or uh, pitch? coach's pitch? It's T-ball. It's T-ball? Yeah. So I guess they'd been together since T-ball. It's been, like, the same team the whole time. Yeah. It's like a coach's 
son scenario. Um, but the coach at the time, his son played uh, catcher. Okay. So, like, he was going to take that. He gives a shit. Oh, I had to because my head was the only one that would fit in the mask. Oh, classic Doug. Man, I had no real hand-eye coordination back then, so I got mm. hit in the face Dude, a lot. Well, that was the thing is that, like, I I could catch okay, and I was quick. Like, that's always been my thing is I've been fast. But, like, I just, like, nobody trains you on how to hit. No. So, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Because it's all dads, and mm-hmm. their only advice is keep your eye on the ball. Yeah, that's the whole thing. <laughs> it's like, always- yeah, let me just watch pitches as a, what, what, nine-year-old. Like, <laughs> sure, okay, you got it, Bruce. And... I'm more worried about, like, the six-foot kid at first base. Yeah, if right? I somehow hit this, I have to run Like, back. I don't even understand the concept of a shortstop. I still don't really understand the concept of a shortstop. But, like, the, their whole thing was basically just, like, hit the ball as hard as you can. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. I did it. I literally hit the ball twice the entire season. <laughs> and both times, I got fence. There you go. I'm not saying that is impressive. It's just, like... You if they what? if they had tried to teach me a little something, like even technique, because mm-hmm. I'm basically swinging at it like a caveman. I have it's everything that is I You're know swinging is swinging for the fences. Literally You're trying to crush that. Literally, because my entire impression of baseball, and you're gonna laugh, is watching the pirates play. <laughs> so not the best they teacher. Swing not the best teacher. And but it was just like. Yeah. It was really one of my first experiences of like, like I am not going to get accepted here. Like this is a click that I cannot yeah. break into. And what made me the most mad was that I, my parents, well, my mom talked me out of soccer for mm-hmm. a year to play baseball. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just getting to the point where I was like, yeah, I kind of think I really like soccer. Cause up until that point, like your parents just sign you up. So you make friends, maybe you right. get a hobby. But she was like, you know what you, I mean, you only have to like sprint for like 30 feet at a time. Like, I think you'll be good. Yeah. And it was, it was a Burkett league. So it was, it was like a local thing. Like I knew everybody on the team, which I think also made it worse. Yeah. Cause it was like, oh, well I get enough of these assholes at school and now I got to like spend Tuesdays and Thursdays with them. Mm-hmm. And, um. God, I fucking hated baseball so much. And now I'm like a big fan. Like I'm actually yeah. pretty good at baseball, but like Yeah, I remember back in those days I was a jack of all trades, master of none, because I did baseball, basketball, and soccer. Yeah. Um I think basketball was the one I stuck with the longest. Mm-hmm. Um But it was like it was fun, but it never really felt like it was mine. Yeah. And it wasn't until I played tennis where I was like, this is this is the thing. Yeah. This is what I'm going to stick with. Yeah, it's always... Do you... Th- do you? So, more specifically, do you, like, remember the moment in which you were like, this is my thing? Um, I just think it was... It was probably during the season and, like, during, like, a match play whenever, like, the things that... Because... I got into it late. It was like my junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I'd done before then was competitively was running. Mm-hmm. And I was never an asset to any team yeah. in that way. But like once things that I started doing would help us win, I was like, this is 
something different mm-hmm. that I'm not used to. I think it was like probably right around then. And that and then whenever I hit that one kid in the balls. <laughs> oh, he deserved it too. I'm sure. Ugh. But yeah. Yeah. Ever since then. Yeah, man. I remember I was in regularly. eighth grade. And I so soccer school soccer starts in seventh grade at Montour at least. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming everywhere. Otherwise, how would that work? But it, I didn't take it. I didn't go in seventh grade because I was too nervous about it. Because I knew the kids that were playing soccer, and I also knew, having played uh, travel soccer with them, that they were very good. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought there were tryouts. I did not know that there were no tryouts. Mm-hmm. So I thought that there were tryouts, and I thought, well, if that's what I got to do, like I'm not going to put that kind of stress on me. Mm-hmm. In addition to school being harder, and. So, like, I just didn't go my seventh grade, and then I still played travel with these guys, and after that that season was done, there were soccer sign-ups for eighth grade, and a lot of the kids on my team, like, that I was cool with, because it's still clicky, mm-hmm. the different, like, position groups stick with each other, because that's who you are with during practice, so, like, the yeah. defenders stay with the defenders, and the midfield stays with the midfield, and, like, a lot of the forwards and the goalies hang out together, yeah. and a lot of the my buddies and that were in midfield with me like they were like you should like like literally you'd almost definitely start every game mm-hmm. so i was like all right you guys are, y'all bullshitting me but whatever it's blowing smoke up my pooper but i tried out and i remember the coach like during one of the practices because i've always played how i've always played and no one's really said anything for better or worse about it it was just like all right you're good i guess you play now and you're good i guess yeah whatever and I, it was after a practice where one of the coach, uh, shout out to Mike Howden, he approached me boy. after one of the practices and he was like, did you just move into the school district or something? And I was like, no, I mean, sis, we've been here, like we in here. And he was like, why didn't you play last year? Like we really could have used you. Like what the hell? <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I just didn't like, I'm, I guess, I don't know. I'm too nervous. He was like, that's a shame, man. Like we really, really could have used to someone like you. I'm really happy that you're with us this year. And I was mm-hmm. like, how long have I been playing sports? And no coach has ever said that about me. Yeah. And it was just like one of those things. And I was like, well, shit, you know? So I guess the message here is, uh, it's nice to be welcome. It's really nice to be wanted. Like yeah. let people know that you appreciate the thing that they do. Yeah. Um, Anywho, you could have a future something star on your hands. Who the fuck knows? Take care of your kids. Truly. But, like, so, like, in soccer, when I played, like, back in, like, the youth soccer days, yeah. it was, it's like, all right, this is, like, a brand new thing where I've never really played before. Yeah. Besides just, like, maybe kicking a ball with, like, my siblings outside. And there were, like, kids there that could already, like, dribble the ball several times, like, up in the air. It's mm-hmm. like, it's like, How? How are they doing this? Yeah. And also, how am I supposed to play against them? Yeah. If it makes you feel better, I still can't juggle. I can't juggle. I can, like, I've got a really good free kick, and I can do all, like, the other things right. I just can't juggle. I don't Mm. know why. Like, my touch is fine. I just can't do it. But I know some people that can juggle and can't hit a free kick for their fucking life, so. It was just intimidating. It's intimidating. (laughs) Yeah. Because you, like, you like to think, oh, boy, they got something there. But, like, it's always funny to me, and I'm sure I brought this up more than once, but, like, when the stepdads used to go to tournaments, mm-hmm. and 
the other we'd always like we'd take the field it for like practice or warm-ups or whatever and the other team would be like juggling or they'd be doing different passing drills or shooting drills and like all together just trying to be like that like disney original movie level of intimidating yeah and then the stepdads we would just like bullshit we would just stand around like some of us would like run like the forwards like crack a beer like the strikers would like do a couple laps around our half of the field or like do some sprints to warm up but like for the most part we would just like stretch and like occasionally shoot at an open net and miss (laughs) really throw people off of what they were capable of yeah and then like it's go time and we would bury teams like four four to one five nothing like and I gotta assume that's one of the most frustrating experiences of their very young life. They're putting it all out there. Yeah, like they're like really came out and just like, who are we? We're the Tiger Cats. And then we'd be like, all right, stepdad's on th- three. All right, whatever. Let's just go. Fuck you guys. I just like to think that like everyone's trying to think of some intimidating team name. And you're just like, all right, we're the stepdads. We're the Montour stepdads. Which, depending on what kind of stepdad you have, I guess it could be intimidating. Well, that was the whole thing. It's because we'll beat you and you'll hate us. and it started whenever we were in uh we did uh indoor soccer not to be confused with in-house soccer Mm -hmm. um indoor soccer basically being uh hockey Mm -hmm. with your feet and that was whenever it got goofy because we had a very diminished bench and Mm -hmm. it was basically just the shithousers Mm -hmm. like like the more technical players are like i'm gonna play a different sport in the winter and you're like i got nothing better going on (laughs) What sports take place All right. in the winter? So we would drive down to South Point and just beat some kids up for an evening. Yeah. Not even playing soccer. No, we're not. We weren't even playing soccer. <laughs> well, what was weird? Well, because here's the thing. Okay, so I was probably one of a few people. Like, there's normally 11 people on the field at any given moment on a regular season. The stepdads would have like 13 people on the roster. Like, we just didn't do subs, so we were always like whole game fit. And then with indoor, like you can only play six at a time. So it's a goalie, two defensemen, if you want to do the traditional setup, and then three people trying to shoot. Right. And we had, like, maybe seven or eight people on the bench. So, like, we had less than what we normally have. Mm -hmm. And, like, I'll I'll reiterate, all of us were shithousers. Mm -hmm. Like, none of us were technically gifted. We were just, like, going to outrun the other guy, or we were just going to shithouse the whole game. And that's kind of when everything started, because... There was only one Montour team in the entire division. But, like, local schools, Moon and West Day, each had, like, three teams apiece, mm. which I thought was real strange. And it was just three sections of the same high school team. Okay. So we knew everybody, and they knew us, and they did not respect us whatsoever. <laughs> but it, it was just, we were allowed to pick funny names because it wasn't sanctioned mm-hmm. in any way. It was just, like, whatever. What's your name, and then what's your, like, nickname basically what are you about and what are you about exactly (laughs) and so we were the montour blue curtains and that was pretty much it and then whenever the season started for the next thing we signed up as the montour stepdads (laughs) and i don't know how they they probably like these fucking guys but whenever the other five or six idiots joined us and they were like why the fuck do our shirt say stepdads on it (laughs) and i still have that shirt that's incredible that is incredible. And I remember it being in like a Facebook messenger group and the coach's son at the time, shout out to Brent, he was like, we're going to be the Montour stepdads. Does anybody have any objections to that? And I was like, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> I, I, if we get away with it, I'm 
completely game. Yeah. Oh, man. That is good. Those are the good years. That's when you stop taking everything so seriously. Like, when you're well past the point that it's getting any further, and these this is the twilight of your career. <laughs> That's when it gets weird. That's when it gets real fun, man. Yeah. Oh, man. I'd like to join a tennis league. And I feel like I would bring that energy to the Do tennis you, league. Yeah. You should, man. Because I'm a real heckler. Oh, dude, that was my bread and butter. <laughs> oh, I used to talk so much shit. Like, even when we play pickup, mm-hmm. I'm like, it's, I don't mean to be, but I'm super obnoxious. When we ran that field of World Cup. Yeah, you and me, buddy. Yeah. And by that, I mean you tackled the goalkeeper and I scored all 11 goals. <laughs> I'm the bash brother. <laughs> I was there to shout our country's name mm-hmm. and nothing else. Yep. But yeah, I just like I'll woo after every goal. It's just it's a reflex. Woo! It's a reflex. I have no I have no Rick choice Flair out here. Yeah, I'll talk shit to like good friends, family friends that have been in the the whole familiar pool for generations. Oh, best Lord. friends. I don't give a shit. Ruining friendships. You're going down, buddy. The whole game's cerebral, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> oh, man. Sports. I can take him or leave him. Mm. Find me a sport where you can wear a sweater. Hockey. Okay. Yeah, I guess maybe hockey. Well, I can't skate or ride a horse, so it doesn't really matter. (laughs) It's really the same skill set, if you ask me. All right. What if it's all the rules of hockey, except instead of skating on ice, you're riding a horse? I'm pretty sure that's just medieval battle. I mean, it's already got spearing, so you might as well just keep going. <laughs> I'm the only guy who's ever tried to take a shoe horse off and stab someone with it. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I quite like a Southern Baptist accent. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how he got from... Me either. I would, I would like, periodically check in with that thought, and I'm like, you know what, just let it go. Yeah, I guess I'll find out when I listen back through it. Yeah. What else do we got in the old what have you? Oh, I had one, but I feel like it might be too late at this point to bring up. No, we're only at an hour. Mmm... I don't know. I, th- I think I want to dedicate a whole episode. To You're gonna dedicate it. I want to dedicate it. Hmm. Father's Day episode. Yeah, recording it in March. <laughs> <laughs> really getting ahead of it. Um, I have this. Daddy. I have this thought. Maybe if if we take this far enough, we can end on this thought. Okay. But. Okay. I've I've always assumed that uh, unknown, the in an attribution of unknown to yes. a quote is just the original poster throwing out a phrase or something that they think might not go over well. <laughs> that way, you know, if it sinks, if it bombs, then they can be like, well, I, you know, it's not my thought. It's, you know, I read it and I thought it was cool. Yeah. I think I think you're probably right. Yeah. Well, because I used to do that when I was a kid, where I would, like, think of something and, I, and you know, in order for it to be like, well, if this is bad or like I don't know if I'm saying a bad word or something like that like I'll say somebody else said it 
and what I wound up doing was making my parents and and my parents' friends think that my, you know, various unnamed friends were either really funny or really stupid. Or needed attention. Yeah, and after a while, I was like, well, I'm not giving all these shitbirds all this attention. Like, I'm, just, I'm saying these things. These are my jokes. Uh, <laughs> um... It's funny you mention that because I was I was reading today. Okay, um, as you do. And it's the book is called Intelligence for Dummies by Glenn O'Brien. Okay, it's a collection of essays that he wrote throughout his career. Gonna write an essay. And he has since deceased, but the first one, he he's, he's like on vacation at like a vacation house somewhere. As as you do. Yeah, and he's talking about how he has all these ideas and like things he wants to say. But he wants to save him for a later date, so he's just going to use a bunch of different quotes to try to get his points across. That's funny. And I kind of read it as, oh, these are his ideas, but he was just attributing them to named people. That's very funny. Oh. <sighs> and the best, like, he would, there are a few where he would say, it's like, as so-and-so said in response to this person when they said this... Yeah, I love whenever writers are like snarky like that. Oh, it's wonderful. It's wunderbar. Wunderbar, he says. Um, but yeah, and it's like one of those things that like you you as a writer hope to pick up from like some of these people. Mm-hmm. It, it I think it's just like a confidence thing. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely something like. Um, I, I never knew. I've only ever seen this guy's name in writing. It's is it Chuck Palahniuk? Uh, I don't know, the was that the Fight Club guy? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Or Palahniuk or something. But yeah, it's it's P L P A L A H N I U K. I think. Yeah. So it's tough to say. Palahniuk. It's literally difficult to say, but it's also tough to assess whether it's Palahniuk or Palahniuk. Yeah. I don't know. He's Chuck. He's Chuck. You know, you know Chuck. You know. How many people go by Chuck? Charles. Or what if his birth name's Chuck? Who's to say? Yeah. Huck it, Chuck it. Paul and Huck it. I'm saying it. <laughs> but I, I always I liked his style. I, did, did he also do um, Hitchhiker's Guide? No, that's Douglas something or something Douglas. Douglas MacArthur? Yes. General Douglas <laughs> MacArthur wrote Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah, I always knew it. In his downtime when he was stationed in the Philippines. Um, wow, these uh, these North Koreans are really giving us a good thrashing. But um, man, I just gotta jot this idea down. I've been saying it. I they're kind of snarky. What what's the first page of that book? Uh, it's um, Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah, it's like in the or beginning. Douglas Adams. Douglas Adams. That's right. Because I was I always thought I that sounded that sounded presidential. <laughs> but he's like in the beginning. Um, the humanity was created, or humans, or Earth was created, and that was widely regarded as as a bad move. Mm, and it's like yes. that kind of like very tongue in cheek, very subtle snarkiness. Um, really, just goes down my road. Yeah, I like that a lot. But um, I just see so many like very like you you go through Instagram stories enough, and it's you go through Twitter, and it's just like people posting bullshit like quasi buddhist quotes about like the real cure for depression and anxiety is a walk in the woods it's like go fuck yourself 
I'm sure it is. I'll walk into the suicide force. Yeah, yeah, really, that Japanese... Just stay away from Jake Paul. Yeah. Uh, and the other one, too. What's his name? Craig Paul. Logan Paul. Dak Paul. Dak. It's it's Dak. Dak Paul. Yeah. Is that not the most offensive name? Dak. Dak. Dak Von Paul. <laughs> 70 years after the thing, and Germans are still the... <laughs> the, uh... The, the mold. <laughs> Von... Um, what what is is Dak the name or is Von it Vaughn. Yeah, <laughs> is Dak the name or is like Dak a, a shorthand? What could it possibly be shorthand for? I, did, I don't know. Dak the name. Dak. Yeah, I don't know, man. That's uh... Dak. It sounds like a sneeze. But like a repressed sneeze. I don't know. It sounds more like it sounds more like the initial like. <coughs> yeah, I could see where you're coming from. It. I don't know. I guess it depends. It depends on the. Uh, the hate behind it. <laughs> what are you laughing at? Oh, it suddenly it all makes sense. What? It's Italian. <laughs> Gabagool. Jack is of Italian origin and means. What do you think it means, Kevin? I don't know. What does it mean? The Chosen One. Of course it does. <laughs> what a horrible name to mean The Chosen One. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, there's... Oh boy. According to a user from South Dakota, United States, the name Dak is of African origin and means devastation or destruction. Yeah, that's more closer. A submission that's more from, closer, he says. A submission from the United Kingdom says the name Dak means chosen one. You know what? I'll take Stranger from Dark Waters any day of the week. Yeah, I mean, I think Dak means don't leave your open drink with them. <laughs> it's Swahili. <laughs> Dak means keep calm and chive off. <laughs> Oh, man. Dak uh, means like, share, and subscribe, bro. Yeah. Douglas, like, means a whole freaking paragraph, and Dak just means the chosen one. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I think Matthew... Either Kevin or Matthew means, like, gift from God or something. I'm oh. really pulling up information that I had to learn in eighth grade. Let's see what Kevin name meaning is. An anglicized form of the Irish name Kyoman. Okay. Meaning, uh, uh Say it. Handsome birth. <laughs> derived from the older Kyoman, composed of the old Irish elements, meaning kind, gentle, handsome, and birth. <laughs> <laughs> Is the name Kevin in the Bible? Although Kevin is not considered a biblical name, St. Kevin, the patron saint of Dublin, helped to popularize <laughs> The patron saint of Douglas. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> is there a St. Douglas? Probably. Let's look it up. St. Douglas. St. Douglas. George Douglas was a saint martyr. St. Douglas. Douglas. Who was St. Douglas? George Douglas. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I'm excited. George Douglas was one of the 85 martyrs of England and Wales. Born in Edinburgh. He was originally a teacher by profession. 
converting to Catholicism, he traveled to France around 1556, where he was ordained a secular priest in Notre Dame, Paris, Notre Dame, in 1574, possibly at the testimony of Mary, Queen of Scots. You know, she was like six foot tall. Good for her. Yeah. I think the average male height was like 5'4 at the time. Wow. Yeah. Death by Snoo Snoo, if ever there were one. Truly. I'm just picturing Elizabeth Debicki. Returning to the north of England, he was a priest in York, where it seems he was apparelled in coarse canvas, doublet, and hose. <laughs> doublet and hose. <laughs> 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 Write that down. And in the East Midlands as well. Captured and found guilty in York of persuading the Queen's subjects away from Protestantism. He was executed on 9th September 1587. He was beatified. Beatified? Beatified. By Pope John Paul II on 22nd November. Oh, you mean beautified. Yes. He is gorgeous. George Douglas. Only lived to be 47. Well, had I known there was a St. Douglas, I would have taken Douglas as my confirmation name. Douglas Alvin. Yep. Douglas. Dad McGlynn. Oh, you fucked up big time, buddy. You fucked up big time. I'd like to call the church and see if I can make some changes. <laughs> and if you say no... Yes, I'll, the church? If this you is... will say if you say no, I will accuse a priest. <laughs> and you don't want me to accuse a priest. I work in the news media now. <laughs> the long-awaited sequel of uh, fucking Spotlight. <laughs> Spotlight to Pittsburgh Boogaloo. <laughs> The Douglas Revenge. <laughs> Doug Mall. Douglas. Hey, Douglas. <laughs> oh, that's good family fun right there. It is. If I ever start a company, it's going to be called Douglas A. Douglas. <laughs> it's He's both of them. He's. <laughs> oh, you've heard of Doug E. Doug? How about Doug A. Doug? <laughs> oh, Douglas and Douglas. What are we going to do with you? Oh. That's an actual question. Pet my head. Nope. I don't think that's it. Um, any final thoughts? So like Perhaps that. one that involves whether or not you had fun? Here's the thing about me and fun. Okay. We're a match made in heaven. You think so? I think so. Hmm? I have more fun when I'm having fun than when I'm not having fun. It's a hot take. Yeah. It's really divisive. That's very Stephen A. Smith of you. Yeah. Me, yeah. me and fun are tremendous friends. I know fun. We are very good together. But, I also have fun, too. Good. And I thought this was a good episode. I think it was, I think, too. I think the babies are going to like this one. And, and if they're not, we're going to shake them. And you know what? Until they get a syndrome. What's, what says... You know how we spell fun in this house? We spell it S-I-D-S. SIDS. Yep. And uh, I think everybody can appreciate that joke. I think that's a joke everyone's going to think is funny, and we're definitely not going to get hate mail. Shaken infant disability syndrome. Yeah. Is that what it stands for? I have no idea. No, it's sudden infant death syndrome. Oh. Come on, man. If you're going to talk about it, you got to know Well, mine is much more PG. (laughs) 
yeah. But still somehow more graphic. Yeah, you're shaking. What did you say? Shaking infant disability syndrome. <laughs> really? Pussyfooting around that one. Was it a disability or is it a syndrome? It's both. Oh, that's funny. Well, that is a good We time. have funny. Right, you know what? I've been saying it. But hey, for we have fun, as always, as always... As always, well, we have fun. I've been Kevin. You have been Kevin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Say it. Say it. You've been Kevin. No, no, you say your thing. I know I've been Kevin. <laughs> I am always Douglas A. Douglas. McSquare. Oh, God. All right, babies. See you next time. Or else. <laughs>